Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello, welcome. It's day one of the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here on Colin. For our 100 days of Colin. So we invited all the people to the room. Thank you, Joe, for your blessed appearance here. Um, I have quite a few things to talk about tonight. I'm really itching to talk about a few things. So I have this news release um, out of Goliad from Your News. And this is from a writer, Charlotte Cuthberson. And it says here, the claim is that Illegal immigrants become the new slave class in U.S. Texas sheriff. So I'm going to re-announce this uh, soundbite from Ted Cruz if it's still here. I think it is. Nope, I deleted it, but it was it was super great. Um, I'd have to pull it back up, but I'll just read this. It's, it's what we already know. It says, uh, the federal immigration officials have long said that every illegal immigrant who crosses the U.S. southern border has to pay the Mexican cartels in control of that area of the border known as a plaza. That's what it's called. Fees vary depending on the nationality of the border crosser and what type of service they're paying for. It's cheaper for those who want to cross and then turn themselves over to Border Patrol. Although it's still pricier for foreign nationals traveling from farther afield, such as China, Africa, or the Middle East. For the individuals who want to avoid border patrol altogether and get smuggled to their destination in the United States, the cost more involves more complicated logistics. A recent Justice Department indictment of four Guatemalan smugglers revealed that the organization charged people between 10000 and 12000 per head to be brought from Guatemala to the United States illegally. Several Chinese illegal aliens have previously told uh, that they paid 15000 to get into the country. And the other news sources, the Epoch Times, these aliens who evade border patrol are re- recorded as gotaways if agents and cameras detect their presence so far this fiscal year. Border Patrol agents have recorded more than 800,000 known gotaways, according to former Immigration and Customs Enforcement Director Tom Holman and several Customs and Border Protection sources. So this is this is the effect of the uh, open border policies to bring in more people by just ignoring the immigration laws altogether. Now, the economic reasons for just covering our eyes and going la 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 at the border is that it will increase the economic growth output, inject low-wage workers into the economy to replace the lack of native-born American citizens who did not reproduce in the last 20 years to provide skilled labor because there is a birth deficit apparently um, according to the GDP scientists who didn't care one whit in 2007 what would happen to us 
because the economy crashed and they're like, well, too sweet. Good luck to you. We're not going to criminalize any bankers. Nothing's wrong here. Sorry, economy. It'll bounce back and the people who really are going to be rich by this, we're looking out for them. So, again, no criminal process for the Bertie Madoffs who made off with all of the money and no criminal process for all those people at the at the, at the hilt of that nice bubble, the housing market bubble. Okay, well, it also there was kind of like this companion to crush uh, and that's what we're seeing nearly like 20 years later, maybe? Uh is that there's an, a, a second edition of this. So we're going to crush the American economy or North American economy, Western economies. We're going to bring down or, or pin them down with inflation, make it really hard to live. And what's the follow-up? A national ID program. We don't know who these people are. We can't identify all these people flooding in from the borders. Who the hell are they? And so this is supposed to be the pacifier. This digital ID for travelers and social credit, no matter where you are in the world, being brought as a solution from Canada, from Trudeau, from brought to you by the World Economic Forum, is supposed to be, well, here you go. Here you go, little people in America who can't get along and we had to replace you with all these migrants who don't have any rights and citizenship rights and human rights. You know, I just read, I just read it to you. Every one of these people are going to become a new slave class in the United States because, because there it is. Slaves, they don't, they don't have an idea. You know, they don't have a real, you know, nation. They are nation and stateless as long as they're running around, you know, underground working for the cartels to try to work off this, this debt, this aspirational debt to get here. So it's really awful. It's, it's a bad situation. It's been bad for a really long time. The cartels are getting fat. Woo! They're getting super rich off of, you know, the... Narco leftists who never get any sunshine. Ha ha! They're not getting any credit for their bad work stirring up crap in Africa and Latin America. You know, they're looked at as like, they're the good guys. They're the guys bringing over. What are they good at? They're good at drugs and illegal process and crashing our borders and and, and bringing people here that are going to become slaves. How is any of that okay? How is how is narcoleftism okay? I mean, you didn't really know about them. Like I certainly didn't know about them until I started paying attention to the border and the just balloon of people. Just an enormous amount of people who were coming in uh, extraordinary. My family's from there. We've never seen anything like this ever in the history of our lives. It's a new thing to have that many people trafficked through Eagle Pass, the Rio Grande Valley, and through the the connecting border of the United States with Mexico. It's just new. I mean, there's always been people. But it's never been crazy like this. They're, the numbers, whoo! Wow! 
Okay, and the only people, the people who are really getting astronomically rich are the cartels. And they're buying mercenary armies. They're And they're coordinating with the people who are keeping them in people. And that's that's China and the Middle East and, and other places where, the, you know, the economies have been kind of screwed up. Now, some of these places have been screwed up by Western foreign policy, U.S. foreign policy meddling. Yes. Okay. And while we had a fellow come on here and claim that that's all the U.S.'s fault, not necessarily, because China's in there and a lot of people are meddling in, in Africa. I would say there's a lot more narco leftist meddling in Latin America that is creating this particular problem. Definitely El Salvador. Definitely Colombia. Definitely, you know, in Central America, that entire region is just peppered. Nicaragua, on and on and on and on. Okay, we're supposed to believe that these are the righteous freedom fighters that are going to save us from from I, I guess whatever centrist socialism that we have now that represents both the corporatist fascist and you know the hard deep state that we can't seem to break out of that have all the answers they have all the answers they don't they don't they're wrong so so as the cookie as the glorious savior to the the desperate conservative right-wing class this offering this pebble that they are going to give um, is this digital ID for travelers and social credit from Canada. They seem to try trying to kind of go to the middle. Klaus Schwab knows what they want, so this is what it looks like. All right, the Liberal government of Canada and the World Economic Forum are collaborating on a digital ID project to introduce a social credit system for Canadian travelers, according to the counter signal. The World Economic Forum's known traveler digital identity program is based on a digital identity that allows governments to conform or confirm proof of citizenship and other elements of identity, which is not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself unless it becomes a mandate. And every time a government checks a person's digital ID, this is from this is from their own communication KTDI, known traveler digital identity. It's a framework. Again, it's another one of these World Economic Forum global frameworks. Woohoo! So every time a government checks a person's digital ID, it is added to their record. What record? Who gave them? They have a record now? Possibly affecting their standing. Possibly affecting their standing. Pre-criminalized. While mainstream media pour cold water on the notion of a relationship between the Trudeau government and the World Economic Forum, it well appears the opposite is the case. In 2017, WEF leader Klaus Schwab was quoted as stating the following, What we are very proud of now is the young generation like the Prime Minister Trudeau, said Schwab. Partners in the KTDI project include Air Canada, Montreal Trudeau International Airport, Toronto Pearson International Airport, as well as corporate sponsors such as Accenture. Okay, it is important to note that in order to be allowed to travel, the traveler must share all information required by the relevant entity. So as long as you're the asker, you can get whatever you want. 
Okay, that means like if I become corporate enough, <clears throat> I'll just put on a tie and get myself a corporate LLC and run their little qualifying. I can get these people's information. If I pose as that person, I could get all information required. All information. Okay? Deep, sensitive, whatever you want. The size of the underneath of your gonad. Whatever you want. Run them through the x-ray. The source of the program is found in government regulations in China. <sighs> Just take a breathy breath. It's okay, the country's National Development Reform Commission stated that 9 million plane ticket sales and 3 million rail ticket sales have been blocked under what China calls social credit. And I knew about this. Naomi Wolf talked about it. So at least there's two women on this network who have come out and said, listen, it's not a good idea. I know I talked about it. See, passengers remained in Mandarin and in English when they board high-speed trains that riding without a ticket, disorderly behavior, or smoking can result in a negative record in the individual credit information system. Elements of social credit, including publicly shaming rule breakers. Ooh, ooh, you bad people. Making it difficult to do business as described by the plan. Struggle shaming. For China's construction of the social credit system. Struggle shaming. In response to the trucker's convoy in February 2022, PM Justin Trudeau instituted a dry run of public shaming, struggle shaming, via the Liberals' frozen bank accounts agenda. Next on Trudeau's to-do list is the replication of Communist China's social credit reward system for those wishing to travel outside our country. Obviously, this is a Canadian source. As found in the government of China's relationship with their media, CBC, CTV, Globe, and Mail follows suit with calculated obfuscation of the circumstances, pulling together the loose strings of the scenarios suggest an ominous condition. With full intent, Justin Trudeau is incrementally transitioning Canada to a neo-communist society, which, you know, there have been other people who have indicated that conclusion. One of them being this loudspeaker named J Joe Rogan here on the uh, in in Austin. You know, I wouldn't say he's like yours truly, but he is here in Austin. I am here in Austin. You know, we're gonna say things by signing an agreement to extend our PM's tenure until late 2025. NDP leader Jackmead Singh gifted Trudeau with absolute control over society. Why? Why? In order to rid competition mm. okay to the liberal regime legacy media bash away at the opposition conservatives on a daily basis which they're going to do anyway it's politics authorities in china have created databases of information about their citizens including their addresses family relations birth control methods and religious affiliations they are now adding hotel and flight and training records is this so that they can get them in Airbnb and Communist China? No, it's not so they can keep track of them. Biometrics and video footage of their files. Mm, mm, mm. Video. They have them on video. In Shanghai, the city uses facial recognition for everything from verifying people's identities before people can rent apartments to letting them buy subway fares, to emailing tickets to jaywalkers, using photos of them with their national ID cards. Through a partnership between the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, 
and the liberal government, Justin Trudeau, neo-communist, is working to replicate these structures within Canadian society. North America, little to nothing exists to stop him. Canadian, well, I don't know about that. I mean, Canadians could stop him if they wanted, if they wanted to. Canadian media are paid to obscure public awareness as well as demonize opposing political parties, which they will do its politics. Um, general public have no say. I would say they're going to say what they're going to say. And I've seen plenty of Canadians speak up already about this on social media. So they have, they're using the say that they can say. And no method to challenge the government's agenda. To stand in opposition to the government is to risk punitive damages and potentially financial ruin. This is true because they struck out at waitresses during the trucker convoy. Waitresses, folks. Single single mothers trying to be their kids in the middle of a snowy winter. And here are some people who still think of our country as a democratic society. Well, that's very doomy, but the KTDI is real. The known traveler digital identity, and let me look at some of these other blocks here that are siphoning in. Okay, World Economic Forum, Canada, the government of the Netherlands, okay, Toronto Pearson, so Netherlands is involved. I'm not surprised that the Dutch want to do this with us. Uh, Airport, Montreal, Trudeau, Schiphol, Royal Dutch Airlines, again, that's Netherlands, Air Canada, and Accenture. Why Accenture? Probably because they're proficient at identity. They're like, well, we can do it. We can actually do it. <laughs> I feel sad for Accenture. I almost went to work for them. <laughs> There's no way now. Oh, my God. Um, so, um, does anybody want to call in and talk about any of this? I mean, I, I, it's interesting to me. It doesn't mean it's interesting to other people. I'm going to try to get some people to... Uh, Colin, try to invite more folks. Um, my follow-up to that is that this is really, really bad news. We already had Real ID become a national identity credential that was optional. And they're trying to make the merge for right now. That's, that's always been the agenda, is to get it to, to merge with, like, a social credit system. So that the world, actors just like the World Economic Forum, the UN, and all of those people could, you know, internationalize all identity. Um, but then it's really, really top-down from there on out. And the currency is completely digital. So you can be sanctioned so easily, like transactionally sanctioned so easily. And we've seen how easy it is to, to really kill someone's business um, from existing sanctions due to the pan through the pandemic. We saw this cancel culture, which is real, you know, and this is where the activation is for me. That's why I'm engaged in the whole, ah! Sanctions! You know, sanctions for nothing. Sanctions over zero. Sanctions because you talked to somebody I didn't like. You know, that kind of thing. Um, 
so there's no freedom of association. There's only total control in, in a lot of these scenarios. And then reporting on your neighbor. And then mass surveillance. And so it's like this giant, like, digital circle of shame. You know, it's, it's just this a tunnel of identity. You're like, who are you? Let's shame you. And the toilet swirl continues until you're just in the sewer. And then what do they do with you? Well, they just they just control everything about you from there on out, and you're their slave, and that's what happens. Welcome to serfdom, surf. Here's your card. Do what we say. We'll take your children. <laughs> it's it's really a sad, sad state of affairs. We'll jail your mama if you don't say what we like and do what we like, because that's what they ha- that's how they do. In China, that's how they be in China. You know, you be, you better be careful what you say, who you associate with in politics, because we'll jail your parents, we'll we'll hang your relatives. You know, we're petty, we're the state, and boy, they are petty. They they don't want any dissent whatsoever. You know, they want streamlined, they want universal labor. It's like, this is why robots should happen. You know, it, the only thing that will satisfy these people is total control. It's like, listen, just go get yourself a robot and leave us all alone. I am not your meat robot. I'm not here. I have another destiny other than to do exactly what you say for little to no pay, in which I did not agree because that is slavery. Um, it seems extreme to kind of like join all those dots together, but nah, you know, it's, it's, I would say that if I hadn't seen everything that happened over the last, I don't know, two, three years, how successful it was to like yank down Donald Trump, who happened to be the president of the United States, you know, and right now they're, they're running the DOJ all over him like a tractor. And they're just going over him. You know, in the in the justice system. Now some people think, oh yay, that's that's a good that's a good public flogging. You know, that that guy is bad. You know, well, I mean, he deserves his day in court. But he's had a few and the court has not found him guilty by a jury of his peers but the political jury hates him and the political jury at the at the at this minute happens to be filled chock full of democrats do i have absolute faith that the republican party won't be petty and try something else no i don't because the last time this problem was a problem a republican was in office the last time this digital id became the huge like you know, brown tunnel that absorbed most of my energy trying to fight it and stay alive was a Bush administration and that happened to be chock full of Republicans who were obsessed with, what was it, counterterrorism at the time? I mean, terrorism is already illegal, okay? But they found all these other laws... Did it narrow down on actual terrorists? No, it narrowed down on the citizen. 
and narrow it down on people who don't do terroristy things, but it broadened the scope of absolute control and emergency powers. So because they didn't retract these emergency powers, it gave, over time, it gave the people in the administrative state this latitude to absolutely sting and shake out all of the rights and responsibilities that they should be exhibiting towards the people rather than trying to extract from the United States people. Now, if I stood on a hill and yelled my rights, it needs to be more than just, you know, this bold confession of a manifesto that was, you know, at the the beginning of our, our nation's founding. Okay, it's got to be more than that. It has to be a legal, actionable thing where the magistrates back me up if I am thrown into the clink, those rights are actively enforced. What we have been seeing, unfortunately, is if you were in the wrong town in America, let's say you're in Los Angeles or Seattle or the guts of San Francisco, you know, if you spit on the wrong block, okay, and you're not homeless, you could end up with 10 years and maybe not even get a lawyer. And it's not Mississippi or Alabama, okay, where this is happening, you know, where they claim, like, only the black people get lost in Georgia jails. No, no. These are high-tech societies filled with people with great law degrees from Berkeley, okay, and they just don't care what happens to you once you go in the hole. You know, they even they even make a big ceremony about you surrendering your surrendering your rights to cut a deal with a California judge. So do not fuck around, okay? These are hard times, and you have got to get wise to what is going on, okay? Do whatever you can to think about what your identity is, meaning like your actual identity credential. Okay, and how that's going to reach into your pocketbook. Every time somebody demands identity to create commerce from you, that is something. Okay, they're trying to merge your identity with a monetary unit, which they have already done to the Chinese in China. That is the objective, is to turn you into a matter of coin. Okay, they have done it surreptitiously with this PIPL law, and I'm going to wrap it up soon, transferring all this data because they managed to make it a, a money transfer, okay? They take this data that's collected, you know, on, on Charlie and Joe, and then they get a sheet, a spreadsheet, right? They throw that to India. India does the processing. They end it into the system, okay? It becomes money because they can do that through China. They just launder it through China. Okay, and then it just comes back as cash to Google and Facebook and everybody else who's in that ecosystem. That's how it works. And so since those people have gotten so good and addicted to the money, they are going to try to streamline this system. Oh, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is great for us. So we have to do something else. 
We have to do something else on our own behalf. Call David Sachs. Call a big powwow of all the monkey mucks and said, this, this cannot stand. You cannot let the known traveler digital identity and initiatives like it with the World Economic Forum go forward. Okay? I, I don't really have a battle plan at the, at the intelligible moment, but I'm going to. And, and it's a good day. It's a good day to be involved as an, an unsanctioned citizen with a big, big stinky voice with a skunk tail right in the air, spraying and praying that somebody smells and hears it because this is the end of society as you know it. I promise this is not a good deal. And don't go for it. You would have been robbed last time, and I'm going to fight tooth and nail if I can in the way that I do things uh, to make sure that it doesn't get you. So, (sighs) all right, I'll stop talking. And uh, so if anybody has anything to say, there's, there's really roughly like a minute left. I might just cut out just shy of 7, seven o'clock. But um, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your, your listenership. Um, this has been Day 81 of the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call-In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com. <laughs>